Hi, my name is Jared. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not sure I could do fractions if my life depended on it. No, I'm just a Christian who, like many, lives with a mental health challenge. This is Bless This Brain. People can't live with them. The end. Just kidding. If you bring up politics to someone, they never hesitate to know what to say. Chances are, they've thought about their politics a lot. If you bring up the nice weather, they know what to say. They're likely well-versed in talking about the weather. If you tell someone you have the flu, they say, get better, or, oh no, I'm so sorry that's happening, or, I'm praying for you. But, oh boy, you tell someone you have bipolar disorder, and you see the look on their face, the confusion, the fear. They don't know what to say. But it's funny, because they say something anyway. In 2018, after nearly two decades of dangerous behavior, suicidal depression, paranoia, auditory and visual hallucinations, etc., I was diagnosed with bipolar 1. In the immediate aftermath of that revelation, I disclosed this to my closest friends. Many people hold this information tightly to their chests, but I think I was operating under the assumption that those who I was closest to, many of whom are Christians, would know what to say, would know how to comfort. But for the most part, they didn't. Let me stop and say, if you have struggled with how to respond to someone who has disclosed a mental illness to you, that doesn't make you a bad Christian or a bad friend. As I'll go on to say, I just want to preface with it, this is not something that anyone taught us how to do. We're all learning. Moving on. When someone discloses a mental illness, they'll generally encounter three different groups of responders who fall into the less than ideal category. One, the denier. This is usually family, but it can also be friends, anyone who's especially close to you. These are the folks who really don't want you to be sick. They're scared of your diagnosis, so they try to convince you that it's a fluke. They do this because they hate the idea of you being in pain, or they worry that maybe they contributed to that pain in some way. When someone denies the reality of your diagnosis, it makes you feel dismissed. Even more dangerous, it can make you feel like you shouldn't continue pursuing recovery. It must be all in my head, you think. Well, duh. Group two is the normalizers. What is bipolar disorder? Well, I tell them, it's characterized by extreme moods, namely the lows, depression, and the highs, mania. Oh, they say, I think my mom has that. She can be moody. Or, oh, that's perfectly normal for a man. My husband is exactly the same way. Oh, really? Your husband hears demons scratching on the walls, puts in 10,000 steps before the sun comes up, and regularly plans his suicide. You should probably get that looked at. Normalizing is generally a symptom of lack of interest, or at least maybe being unversed in asking good questions and actively listening to the response. And the third group... Well, they're the ones who just have no freaking clue. They're the ones with that deer-in-the-headlights look, 
Huh, they say. Well, dang. Say, this weather's been nice, huh? Yeah, those ones are fun. You just want to save them. But there was one person outside of these groups who really took me by surprise. I had been looking for some advice from leaders in the church about a ministry that we were thinking about starting, what would eventually become Bless This Brain about four years later. One of these leaders was an old man, a deacon. He asked me out to coffee. We sat down together and he said, bipolar disorder. What has that been like for you? And I told him. And he listened very intently, which made me share more, which helped me feel better. He asked good questions, not leading questions or questions filled to the brim with insinuation. He just listened. At the very end, he said, I'm sorry. That sounds like it's been really hard. Can I pray for you? And as he prayed, I cried from relief. That was nearly a year after my diagnosis, a year before someone finally said, what has that been like for you? And took the time to really listen. Nobody teaches us how to talk about mental illness. And there is so much grace to cover all the ways we get this wrong. But I'm telling you, Christian, how to respond in a way that I believe is very much pleasing to Jesus. Tell me what that has been like for you. Then listen. Then ask clarifying questions or repeat back to the person a paraphrase of what they've shared so they feel understood. Then acknowledge the struggle, the pain, then offer to pray. Afterwards, offer to follow up to bring them a casserole, whatever is within your power and capacity. What has that been like for you? That's really all you gotta say. Look at you, you're ready now. If you can remember that question, you'll never be caught off guard by someone sharing their mental health struggle again. And I'm thinking about this because I was reminded of it so recently. Last week in community group, I shared openly about some recent struggles I had with depression. Actually, struggles don't begin to define it. It's been a rough month. After the night had ended, one member of our group stayed a while after most people had left. He said, thank you for sharing about the depression. What has that felt like? And I told him and he listened and I just wanted to take a big old gold star and slap it on his forehead. Maybe I'll start keeping some in my pocket for just such an occasion. I have bipolar disorder. They'll understand. Lord, for our good and for your glory, bless this brain.